Matt, Gremlins. Gremlins. Gremlins, buddy. Gremlins. It's that time of year. Do you hear what I hear? Um, Gremlins. If you're talking, if you're talking Gremlins, I I hear you loud and clear, my friend. Yes. Um, This one's fun. I this one was fun. I I uh, you know this movie has a lot of um, nostalgia. I, I don't. I don't. This is one of those movies from our childhood that that I remember vividly. It had an impact on me. But what's so interesting is watching it is that when you watch it as a really young kid, I mm. at least for me, it was a scary movie when I was a kid. I, yeah. I was like, right. this movie feels like a horror flick, the closest thing to a horror <laughs> flick that an eight-year-old's going to see. And then yep. watching it as an adult, you realize that it is almost a comedy. Um, oh, almost. <laughs> almost. It's, it, it is 100%. Almost. It is 100% a comedy. I mean, um, yeah, I'd go 100% there. Yeah. So it was it was interesting watching it because it was like I don't know that I've watched it. I probably haven't watched it. I mean, I was definitely older when I watched it, but I haven't watched it in a long, long time. So um yeah. it was a lot of fun to watch again. Oh yeah. This uh well I've yeah, I've watched this I feel every time we do one of these, you're like, Yeah, I haven't seen this since uh I was like nine. And I'm like, yeah, I watched it yesterday. <laughs> I, I watch it every. Uh, I wa- yeah, you are always yeah, like, I watch, I watch it every year, and I'm like, I do. Well, well, well. This one though, I genuinely do because it's a Christmas movie. So I, <laughs> I gen- usually watch Gremlins every Christmas. Okay. Um. So, so yeah. So this is. It was just returning to an old favorite for me. But yeah, a hundred percent. This movie, man. I yeah. I, I do remember also watching it as a child and and loving it i have to say i was oh there certainly are like were were scary moments but i think i i enjoyed the gremlins more than i was scared by them i think (laughs) which is uh, when you were a kid you mean but yeah like even when i was a kid i remember watching it and it never like there are a couple there are a couple moments in this that i do remember that still actually were kind of effective but but as a kid, I mostly was just, I just really loved those gremlins and I just thought they were really funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh man, I, I, this is too, as a child, this was horror adjacent. And, and this is right. clearly, it, it is, no, it is, it is clearly you, uh, you, you, you can tell the difference here is that this was like, yeah, nah, that was, nah. this one, I had nightmare. I literally, for, for years, I had nightmares about gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, as a kid, I had nightmares about Gremlins for years after after watching that film. So I I I, I didn't get the comedy when I was a kid, but I certainly got it this time. But I don't know. Do you think we need to do yeah. a recap on on Gremlins? Do you think people have not? I mean, Gremlins is a pretty iconic. Yeah. Uh, this, movie. I mean, I I would include this in in the iconic uh, category for sure. But I mean, I guess just a quick refresh. It's Gremlins is a, a film that came out in 1984 and uh, directed by Joe Dante, produced by Steven Spielberg. It was actually uh, one of the one of the first like of the Amblin movies from that era, mm-hmm. and um, also written by Chris Columbus, who would uh. go on to direct Home Alone and Harry Potter and like a bunch of Mrs. Doubtfire and a bunch of stuff. But this was like his first credit. It was like the first screenplay he sold. Okay. This is how like he got his start. So. So some pr- some class pedigree right there for this one, um, but uh, the film is about a uh, 
I mean, it, and, uh, we begin with an inventor named Rand Peltzer, played by Hoyt Axton, which is, you know, you know Hoyt. Everybody, everybody remembers Every, Hoyt. Hoyt. Um, who goes to Chinatown to find uh, his son a Christmas present, and he ends up stumbling into this little uh, old shop there in, in, in Chinatown and discovers this little uh, adorable little creature, strange creature, that is, t- I mean, totally mystifying, never before seen. But and this will begin a kind of trend in this movie, which is people... Being sort of nonplussed by, by, by seeing the gizmo, the right. mogwai, right? You know, I mean, if because I feel like if we were to see a, a, a mogwai in real life, we would completely lose our minds. It would just be like, what the fuck am I looking at? What is happening? Up is down. Like this is insane. And yet he looks at the thing and he's like, oh wow, he's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> what is? What's his name? It's like what? I mean, right. Anyway, so this is definitely um, a pre-internet age, obviously, because like nowadays, you know, I think everybody has seen everything, every animal that is possible, you know. But back then in the eighties, I guess it would been like plausible that oh, maybe there's some weird animal out there that I've never seen, and that you just accept I I haven't seen everything. I mean, but yes, yeah, it is an odd. It is like part teddy bear, sloth, uh, bat. I I don't know. It's really weird. Uh, animal, but but anyways, go on. He, he, yeah, he gets. I this. will. Yeah, I'm. Once again, we're back to me. I I can't give a simple synopsis. I just I, hey, I it's not keep it I going. Mean, it's not possible. Um, but anyway, he purchases the the Mogwai named Gizmo and brings it home to uh, his family in you know this typical sort of uh you know Norman Rockwell esque. Uh, uh, small American town and uh, gifts it to his son Billy and but he has been informed by the the, the Chinese uh, man that he or by the well by the child rather that he bought it purchased the Mogwai from that there are certain rules that you have to follow uh, in order to care for your Mogwai and and things you need to keep in mind uh the first one being keep it away from bright light, um, especially sunlight, because sunlight will kill it. Number two, don't get it wet. Uh, and number three, the, the most ambiguous, ambiguous <laughs> totally ambiguous, like absurd rule ever, no matter what, no matter how much he cries or begs, never, ever feed him after midnight. Which isn't every, Which, every, every... It's always after. It's midnight. always after except, midnight, except except at midnight. At midnight it's, only, but it, it's the only time. It's never. I mean, yes. Yeah, so that's that's always been a. What about time zones? Head scratch. What about time zones? Oh yeah. What about this? And this is. I mean, <laughs> the damn thing. Like, if you're traveling with a mogwai, you got to be really careful about where you where you uh, when you feed this mogwai, depending on what county you're in because it may exactly. you may all of a sudden hit hit one of the three uh rules un, unintentionally yeah this is it's it's funny this is actually something that they acknowledge in the sequel and it was just funny where they, they argue about like what if like it's always it's got to be midnight somewhere um but yeah so so yeah so those are the rules but needless needless to say folks they they don't follow the rules and and boy, stuff. We wouldn't have a movie if fan. We wouldn't have we a would, movie if they, be, if they followed the just, rules. 
It would just be a sweet little movie about an adorable little mogwai and and how. Or it could and, be a total uh, love and, story about Billy and Kate and Kate and and how they sure. or whatever her name is. It's not Kate, is it? Yeah, it's Kate. Oh, it is That's right. It's conf- well, it's confusing because it's Kate played by Phoebe, Phoebe Kate. I was yes. like, okay, so all right, I I was right. All right, yes. Um, so so yeah, so that's basically the movie. Um, and man, I I really. I love this movie. I think yeah. this movie is fucking great. It's it's truly fantastic. And I was even though I watch it every year, well, I was knowing that I was watching it for the podcast. I was I for some reason was like worried that I would watch it and be like, oh, this actually isn't as good as I remembered. Nope, it's amazing. Like I I it's just a fucking blast. And it's I think it is. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things to say about it, but I think first and foremost, I think this is like. We keep touching on this with all these movies, but this I would say is like a quintessential eighties movie. Oh, yeah. In the sense that like this movie had to have been made in the eighties. It couldn't have been made any other time. Because if you just imagine this movie being made today, it's even if you were to just make the same exact movie with everything the same, only replace the the puppets with CG creatures. Right. It instantly loses something. It just beca- it, it, I would go like, well, that's that movie would be stupid, right. <laughs> which is like, you know, which is kind of ridiculous. But it's but it's true though, like, yeah, because it's... this this movie, it's these it's the characters and it is the handmade quality that 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 which is so uh, you know kind of preeminent in these in these eighties movies that gives it its charm and gives it uh just it adds something to it that you don't get with cgi this is like a perfect example of like when honestly when we're talking about those kind of movies like this gremlins is like i would say like right away that's like one of the first ones i would think of of saying this is why this is what i mean when i say these 80s movies were like really special you know so who, kind of what separated them from movies today who did the who did the the the, the puppetry on this uh it was uh, Chris Wayless is the guy who designed all the uh, the um, okay. Gremlins. He actually would he would go on to do the Fly with David Cronenberg. Uh, okay, so very right. very talented individual. But yeah, he created all the the Gremlins. So I, I want to say this because I, I I we may disagree here because I, I I like this movie a lot too. But I don't know that the puppetry holds up when it, when you compare it mm. to Henson's Labyrinth. And some of the stuff there, I mean, I remember watching, when we watched Labyrinth, obviously, when we started the podcast, um, I was struck by how great the puppetry was in that movie. I mean, like, it was the eyes and everything was just insanely good. This one, and they clearly use claymation at at points or something. A little bit of stop motion, yeah. Yeah. And so, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not... I'm not entirely certain that that holds up that portion of it. I, I I'm not going to comment on the movie, but I I there are there are sections of this where uh, where, where there, you mean where they're clearly just rubber dolls, basically. Yes, yes. and yeah. and where the, you know it's like they're just you know it, I, I I'm sorry I'm <laughs> making a visual on a podcast that nobody can see, but it's yeah, they're just kind of they're just kind of. I'm getting you know, I'm getting a kick out of it. You should, you folks should okay. see what he's doing right now. It's it's, just, it's amazing. They just are like <laughs> hanging, you know, there's not anything happening. Just, They're just, just kind of like not moving, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like no, oh, there that's it is. Fair. Um so that's I that, fair. I But what 
But what I wanted to get back to is you said the Norman Rockwell thing, and I think this this mm-hmm. what I was struck by watching this movie that I really enjoyed was I feel like they got the small town, and this is an '80s thing, very similar to what what we see mm-hmm. in um, in Stranger Things, uh, which is like oh, yeah, this yeah. this callback to the '80s and this kind of town type feel. This has got that mm-hmm. um, that feel down pat, which is this kind of Oh, yeah. Small town, everybody knows each other, but in this, not in the 1950s Leave It to Beaver way, where it's like, you know, everyone's in the same house, but in that kind of edgy, kind of like, it's a small town, but everybody's kind of got their problems, and it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's, it's a very quintessential yeah. 80s feel. Yeah, town. definitely. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's when they were kind of, I think at this point, they were taking the sort of suburban america of the 50s and kind of subverting it a little bit right and playing with it and and obviously like you know like david lynch would do that in blue velvet and stuff and but like yeah this was uh definitely it does that beautifully um you really uh it, it has a very like it feels like almost like the town from It's a Wonderful Life or something. Like, oh, you it, took it's, the it's, words right out much... of my face. Yes, it is absolutely. You took it out of my face. <laughs> out of your face. Out of my out face. Out of your face. Right I, out. I don't know about. I don't know about you, but words come out of my mouth. I, they just come out of your face. Oh, that's uh, uh, everything. I just, talk with my eyes. You just Matt. use the whole. I, I talk, talk with my with the eyes. Whole face. It's wow. the whole okay. thing, and you took it right out of my face. <laughs> Um, right no, face. right out of my brain. You took it right out of my yeah. brain. The, the the yes, you're absolutely right. It's a wonderful life. It is like it is like um the main character's name in that is George oh, Bailey. George Bailey. Bailey Park. And they have and Bailey Park makes this entire they make these little houses and it's blah 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 and it's like mm-hmm. the main street and all of it but just a yeah. little grungy you're dealing and you have Potter is Deacon Potter is is Mrs. Deagle. Deacon Deagle Deagle, Deagle. that like yep. you're absolutely spot on. It is absolutely yeah. like a 1980s version of of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, I feel like that. Well, because at one point the mom is watching it in the kitchen, even. But yeah. like, I feel like that was that. I think that was probably like an in, feels like an influence here, and and that's one of the things I really like about this movie. And it's, I mean, uh, Joe Dante, I think, does such a great job. Because he also did Inner Space. Is there a second Joe Dante? Ah, that's what from, I was about to ask you. I and, know you've we've talked about Joe Dante, so yeah, okay, it's Inner yeah, Space. Yeah, and he, what what I love about this because he really like he just he knew exactly the movie he wanted to make, and and thankfully, you know, he had Spielberg supporting him, and and uh, you know, hundred um, percent, and so he, uh, but he clearly like I like the way that he sort of acknowledges and leans into the influences and like the the references and stuff so like you know they'll be watching whether it's it's a wonderful life or invasion of the body snatchers right or you know there's all kinds of you know little um little uh, easter eggs and stuff throughout that are he really he 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 embraces the the um the sort of the influences that right. kind of are at play here and and leans into it and it really it just it just really it really works and and I and I I was trying to like think of what what this movie is because really it's it's actually a, I think a really influential movie because because there were if you look at 
post Gremlins in the '80s, there were so many imitators. There were like critters and ghoulies right, right. and munchies and fucking hobgoblins and whatever. It's like it's one of those movies that I think what? really kind of. I remember yeah, critters, hobgoblins. Hobgoblins was a Hob- movie. It's unfortunately it was munchies. I, I only munchies is a movie too. Yes, right, but um. Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 These are all is real. Is it a movies. high? Is it? Um, is it like this? It sounds like the sequel to Half Baked. I right. It should be. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think it, it. Ironically, I don't think it involves marijuana at all. Lost opportunity um, there. Unfortunately, I totally botched opportunity. Um. But um. But yeah, I think this movie was really influential in that it was kind of. It, it's sort of taking. It's kind of the next step after. Alien in a way like this movie kind of I, I think the best way to what? the best way to describe this movie I okay. think is actually it's Alien meets Looney Tunes I think that's like the best way to describe Gremlins yes like, that's Gremlins yes oh no it okay. really you, is no you're absolutely right because they they have the 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 slime version like the that that oh, as as we've discussed many times on this podcast that uh, my <laughs> not, aversion not my aversion to grease and slime and anything smeared over someone's face is is just not vis- good. Viscous, yes, mucusy, dripping, godly, <laughs> awful, 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 awful. And it was similar looks to the alien stuff where yeah. the mouth comes out and it's just it's unnecessary. <laughs> it's just unnecessary. I don't feel like it adds. It doesn't add anything to the to the scene oh, in my heart- part. I disagree. Hard disagree. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like the, it, the Mogwai, crazy. the Mogwai, like halfway Gizmo, on every close up of Gizmo, it's like he's got a snotty nose that is just all over no. his face, and he's not cute in that way. It's like I want to yell at Billy to wipe his fucking nose. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like it's just so. It's like uh, every time they close up on Gizmo, I'm like, I want to look at Gizmo because I want him to be cute. But he's covered in viscous shit, and it's like not cute. It's just awful. Oh, I, sorry, just like, I sorry. You disagree. hit a nerve. You hit a nerve with well, me. It's just like it's well, pointless. Ugh. Uh, no, I I love I I love all the the, the gooeyness and slime. No, come but on, the thing. But no, the but it is. I do think it is similar to Alien in the sense that, like Alien, which we talked about on Aliens, but um, one of the great things about that movie is that as it progresses, you learn about the creature as it pro- the movie progresses, right. and and the same thing happens here really, which is that you know they, they you know the guy finds this little mogwai, who's just this cute little furry thing, and then gets it wet and it multiplies. Mm-hmm. And then, so he's got a bunch of little mogwais, and then feeds them after midnight, which, which I okay. As far as the after midnight thing goes, I think the the thing with that, and and I always, and I think we all kind of subconsciously understand what that means, even though it's nonsense. <laughs> which is what it what it means is don't feed don't feed him after between midnight and sunrise. Like I feel like that is what that means, right? Right? Like it's but but that's. I mean that's cumbersome to say. So it's like it's just easier to say don't feed him never feed him after midnight. It's just it just sounds better. Cuz it wouldn't be the same if he was like don't put, don't put him in bright light. You you can't and don't ever get him wet and the most important thing you must never forget is never ever feed him uh b- between midnight and sunrise. Between like, it midnight doesn't, and it doesn't between the hours of like, midnight yeah. and 6 and 6 a.m. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, it doesn't roll <laughs> off the tongue as no. well as after midnight. So, but yeah, so, but as the movie progresses, you you learn like it, how it goes from this little furry thing to a gremlin. And, you know, after they feed after midnight, then they go into these pods and and then they emerge as these gross creatures. And it, it is, so I think it's very similar to Alien in that sense where there's like these different stages of like the metamorphosis and evolution of the creature mm-hmm. and and um and it's really and I think it's also just like super original and um and unique you know it's, it's even for, especially for the time you know so what do you think the point of like what do you think the 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 basis of this movie is because like gremlins I, I the first thing I wrote down when I you know we come into this movie and the first thing is as you said Chinatown but it's like there's a guy in a sailor outfit with a like a pinup girl like it's like 1946 we've just won yeah. the war and all the boys are yeah, coming yeah. home and it's like, like this is right yeah. and I'm like I'm like Jesus I, I kind of was like wow it, it had a very noir n- I don't know how to pronounce that noir n o i r it had yeah noir it had yeah. a very noir fa- feel to it you know obviously yeah. purposefully Chinatown Chinatown <laughs> the whole deal right and and there's yeah. a mon- voiceover you know which is very mm-hmm. you know noir and um yeah. you know but so but gremlins is such i i think we're old enough that this concept of gremlins was like understood but like mm. that's a very old world like thing that there are gremlins right. in machinery like it, i think if i remember right. correctly yeah. it's like they get into the machinery and they like yeah. just fuck things up yeah but yeah it started in in world war ii right is where it came from they, yeah when they when they would it was kind of like an in joke that whenever their planes would malfunction they'd be like right. oh it's gremlins you know and that and and um and yeah and actually so that was where the co- i think the phrase was right. first coined and then um, actually Roald Dahl, who's the famous children's author, he wrote a book called The Gremlins, which was actually really? going to be made by Disney. Yeah, he wrote it. He was actually writing it for Disney to make into a movie. Roald Dahl. But it ended up never... Uh, James yeah. and the Giant Peach, Willy Wonka, the yep. the B.I.G. or whatever, uh, B.F.G. The, the B.I.G. <laughs> the notorious B.F.G. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, mixed them up yes. there. Yeah, yeah. He and, and um, But it, the movie never got made, but... um. But yeah, so he kind of cr- kind of created the idea of Gremlins, and then there was also a famous, I don't know if you remember, famous Looney Tunes cartoon with Bugs Bunny yeah. and a Gremlin. Yes, I so, do remember this. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it comes from like the '40s, and so already it's kind of it's kind of couched in like an old old timey kind of you know uh setting and right. i think that's joe dante like you said in the beginning and you're right like there's a sailor and like <laughs> and it and it feels it feels very like 1940s yeah. 50s but i think that's that's clearly like the aesthetic that joe dante is like choosing and he really goes with it and and it and it it works like it, it it's it um it feels like it should be weird or awkward but it works and that's the thing like this movie is uh, just to juxtapose it with our previous film jingle all the way is like you know, I think the like watching this movie really showed me how important it is that, that the director knows <laughs> the, what movie he's making because like and, and that they believe in time. 
as a construct. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thankfully this. Yeah, and they, uh, they because the midnight time as a because midnight would mean nothing. In if in, in, in right. if jingle all the way was oh. done with gremlins, but there would be no midnight. It was just you feed them whenever. <laughs> no. It wouldn't be a problem. There would be no gremlins. Yeah, that's, yeah, we wouldn't have to worry about that in jingle all the way world. Um, but but yeah, I feel like what what separates. That's what separates like a real director like Joe Dante from the director of Jingle All the Way, which is like, I feel like Jingle All the Way was not to, I mean, I not to go back to that, but like, I feel like that movie, I feel like the attitude of that director was just like, oh yeah, I know, this is Christmas uh, Schwarzenegger action figure. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just, just like, that's go. the attitude of the film. Yeah. That's the attitude of the director. In this case, it was like somebody who really had a vision right. for for how because they're i mean insanely absurd ludicrous things happening in this film every second but it yeah. it works always because it's very clear um the rules are made very clear and the the it, the film has a logic that that it 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 follows right. and and it just it all works the tone is very balanced and it, you right. know i think and that's again that's like such an important thing Can in this movie so so balance. do you think so here's a question for you. Do you think the movie is obviously called Gremlins? Do you think they are actually Gremlins? Because it's a mogwai that comes into something. You mean you mean you mean, you mean like real Gremlins? No, no, no. <laughs> yes, Matt. I, I'm wondering if I was hoping that hey, you listen, were going to. Hey, listen. They look. They look. They looked, re- they looked real. They looked real to me too. Do you realize that I've had nightmares? Okay. If you tell me this is a documentary, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill you. Um, the, no, what I mean is, is that, what I mean is, is that they don't know that it, like, it's a mogwai. No one knows what that is. The only thing you've been told is that that's a mogwai. That's all you've been told. You have not said that what they metamorphosis into is a gremlin. The only time that it's called a gremlin is from the World War II tractor driving vet guy who sees it and calls it a gremlin, but you, but no one else ever calls it a gremlin. It's just yeah. assumed, yeah. and the movie's called Gremlins, and I think it's because that. But in theory, yeah. it could just be something else that happens to be called Gremlins because they're wreaking havoc on everything else. In theory, yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's where the name comes from. I don't think that's a good point though, because yeah, they don't they never call them Gremlins. They're really just Mogwai, just you know, mutated. I guess so right. They're still Mogwai, I guess. Um, but well, yeah, no, they're no, not. Think, they're not yeah, Mogwai. They're where, something different. A caterpillar well, <laughs> is not still a caterpillar when it starts flying the I fuck mean, away. It's a butterfly it's at that point. It's now a new thing. It's metamorphosized into something else. But I wouldn't think that. I, but they never said it was a gremlin. That's true. No, it's similar to like in zombie movies. They never say zombies. They never say gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's 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 a fair point. I think that is, <laughs> it's a pointless that, point. It's, it's it's it, no. it's a pointless point I mean, well made so it doesn't have I, any yes. bearing i can see it in your face you're like yes i'm going to acquiesce to your point but it has no, no. bearing on what we're talking about really and i'm like no no not at all not at all um boy okay i got so, questions i got questions like this all yeah. night matt i got questions for okay. you all night here's my second question about the mogwai give me a question okay yes so is gizmo like what is Gizmo? Gizmo is totally different than all the other fucking furballs that come out of him. Like, yeah, he gets water on him, and he become and like the the he produces assholes that come out and that are just yes. like they yes. they they just they want to fuck everything up yeah. and they want to become yeah. gremlins 
and he does not want to become gremlins. So, like, it's true. <laughs> what is what is he? Is he like a really old mogwai that has been like the sage and has learned to not like like has watched the error of his friend's ways? I like what. It's a yeah, that's a good question. I, I, you know, there's a, actually a, a new cartoon on Max about the Mogwai, so maybe we should watch that to get the backstory. But uh, but yeah, no, that's a I'm I'm fascinated to know that as well. Um, I mean, I think Gizmo is just you know, he's just you know, he's just a dude. He's just cool. He's he doesn't want any trouble. He's really he's really sweet and doesn't want to hurt anybody. But um, I guess maybe maybe it's I wonder if like is yeah is he like the only Mogwai? And it, but it seems that when when he get when he multiplies, that they are they are like they're evil versions of him. It's like right. it's it's not yeah because there's no yeah none of them that multiply are ever nice. They're all little shitheads. <laughs> all so, little shitheads. Uh, they're total little shitheads. So yeah, I guess I guess that's just the I guess that's just the way it works. I guess you know when you get them wet, shitheads intent on becoming gremlins. I, yeah, that's true. Because they like want to they they unplug the clock They're, so that it, they can eat a, yeah. after midnight and become gremlins. That's true. So they kind of yeah they it's true. I I don't know how it, it always works. bothered I me. Have, I don't have that information. I know, but this bothered me watching this because it's like I I I I'm curious is like is Gizmo like the Dalai Lama of Mogwais? Is he like this? So. He is like. And they never talk about what, what does he not age? Like how old? Like what is? It's just I I think well I think I think you're right. I think he is very I think he's old. very old. I think he's like I, just, I think he's very old. He has the you know he still has the spirit of a, ch- a child, yes. but he's very but he's very old. And he and yeah, I think he's just he's peaceful. Maybe he was mischievous in his younger years, but now he's peaceful. Um, although he and he's well, he is he's apparently lived with the old man who. Uh, who uh well he actually kind of steals him from the old man you know in right. the beginning because he doesn't want to sell him he right. says i cannot sell him at any price but then his grandson uh sells him um but yeah i think i think uh he's lived with this old man for for a long time and probably you know maybe uh has been taught to you know to center himself and and be uh be kind and pe- and be at yeah. peace so that he'd he doesn't want to wreak havoc as a gremlin. Yeah, um, but the the old man. Just again, just a note of of to animal cruelty, um, people out there. Uh, the, the the old Chinese man keeps Gizmo in a fucking box covered with a fucking thing, and as, as if as if he never interacts with this thing. That's true. I just was speaking of this lovely relationship they have, and he's fucking. You're right. He keeps him in a fucking cage with a fucking towel over it. Like, yes, no, like, and, that's not cool. And, and it's like the first time I saw it, watching it, and he goes, "He hates the sunlight." I'm like, "Well, yeah, I would too if I was kept in a fucking <laughs> right? box for for my he's entire never, life." It's like he's not aware of the sun as a concept. It, yes, yeah. it would kill him. It would be like, "What the fuck is that?" I've all I've known is a box. Um, it's true, and so yeah, and honestly, Gizmo has every right to be a uh, evil little gremlin because yes. this man keeps him fucking locked away, and he's just so content. It's, he's content. Yeah, in his totally content. Box. They open up the thing, and he's just like ah, and he sings to him, and he's yeah, totally happy. It's uh yeah, we could learn, we could try- all learn a lot. I'd be trying. We to could get all the learn a lot from Gizmo. I'd be yeah. trying to no, get the fuck true. out of out of that box. Yeah. Gizmo oh, yeah. acts like he's no, just I, content you, as hell. Anyways, 
is, Sorry. These are the thoughts that went through my head about Gizmo. Gizmo Gizmo is the one... Well, there's many characters in this film that I I was questioned with. Again, movie... I don't want to give it away. We'll get to the end of it. But uh, there's just a lot here. But but I think the movie... The the, the spirit of the movie and and the fun of the movie is there to where these things are kind of... You can kind of... I just yeah exactly. It's not it's, it's not important enough to worry about, but no, it's it's especially when it's similar. You know, what, what what well what happens? I mean, oh, it's wait. like what are you gonna? It's like you're gonna quibble about the the you know the the this yeah, thing or that thing when all this uh, the whole point of the movie is that there's this gremlin horde that's taken over the town. Yeah, it's very much like Monster Squad is a good example. It's it's the same thing where it's like yes, you know if if there is if if. If there's enough self awareness, then you and, and it's done well enough. You just kind of yeah, you just you just look, overlook it. Whereas yep. something like Jingle All the Way, every single fucking thing is just hitting you in the face every five seconds. Like this is bullshit because they because it's just a fundamentally like this like, is this is my bullshit bankrupt m- movie. Oh, this is my bullshit. This um, is my bullshit. Yeah. So I would, let's talk about the, the let's talk about the, the the relationship Billy and Kate. Love this wow. relationship. I think yes. Judge Reinhold is in this. He plays a I wrote down is a wonderful yuppie douchey guy. I like I That's he, right. And he yes. usually plays I'm a t- weakling, a more of a kind of a, like like a in all the movies I've seen of Judge Reinhold in in he's more of the kind of not effeminate, but like softer. He has kind of an aw shucks quality. Yeah. yeah. And and yeah. Kind of, it, He's very, yeah, he's kind of a sleazebag in this. And he, he when, my favorite line is, is when he says, come on, we're talking cable. That's my favorite. <laughs> well, I like That's when he, big pickup line. I like the, 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 the escalating. He's like, look, I'm junior manager. Next year, I'm going to be taking his job. And by 30, I'm going to be a millionaire. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like in the 80s. And I'm like, dude, you, wow. there ain't a million dollars in your town. Like, you're, you're not going to own everything. Like, what the fuck are we talking about uh, here? Yeah, just yeah, douchey, douchey, douchey guy. But, um, but I love the relationship Billy and Kate. I feel like, and Phoebe Cates is just like, yeah. Everyone says Molly Ringwald was the like queen of the '80s. I don't know about you, but for me, Phoebe Cates is the one that like for she, she was when I yeah. think of '80s like like teen '80s. I don't want to call them stars because I don't know how big of a star they were, but that that kind of teen sure. star type of thing. Oh yeah, Phoebe Cates for me is right there. Um, she's. She's awesome. Definitely. I think she's awesome in this movie. She's, she's phenom- great. Phenomenal. Yeah, no. She's and great. Girl Next she's Door. Girl great. Next Door, just more better oh, than yeah. Molly Ringwald. She has a very, like, just great Girl Next Door kind of vibe, which is awesome. Big time. She's, yeah, she's wonderful. Um, uh, yeah, and I and I like, and Zach Galligan, who plays Billy, I think, is, is well cast. I think he's very, very likable, very, you know, I, w- I was also... Uh, Although I, it is I, I do wonder why his best friend is a literal child, which is yes, kind of yes. Corey Feldman. There's not another. I didn't see friend. another. Yeah, there's Judge Reinhold and Billy. Yeah, those are the only two individuals in the same time frame. And what age is Billy? Do you think? 
Well, I mean, well, clearly he's. Gra- I think he's graduated from high school because he's he's got a job. Right. He's working at. The, he's not in school, but um. So he's. I mean, he's got to be like, I'd say minimum nineteen, but probably more like twenty. Well, well, I think. Well, he, is he drinking at the bar? I can't remember. He's probably early twenties. I mean, I think he's. But yes, he is living at home in his parents' attic, um, and working at the bank. Uh, and his best friend is a child. So, um, uh, Corey Feldman, not, I mean, literal child, like not Corey yes, Feldman, ab- not Corey Feldman later. Corey Feldman as no. like a fucking eight year old. It's this is pre Goonies, Corey. Yes, Feldman. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, young, young, young boy. child. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe questionable, but he, but he doesn't seem, you know, I think Billy is just uh, sort of emotionally stunted, let's say, um, but. <laughs> But he's but I but I I you know I I thought he was well cast, and um, and yeah I thought him and him and Phoebe Cates had good chemistry. Um, I'm sorry, he was well cast. He looks like an emotionally stunted boy. He's like he's, yeah, that actor. He's that wasn't a judgment on his part. I'm just saying. Um, uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 yeah. it, I I agree. I think they're good. I I like uh, I like them in this and. Um, you know, I think that they're, but there, it's just like, there's so many funny things in this. They, 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 and look, I'm jumping around, and I don't give a shit because yeah, everyone knows around. the movie. Um, just jump around like a crazy gremlin. That's I'm gonna, okay. I'm gonna go all over it. The um, so I didn't remember all the death. There's a lot of death in this movie. <laughs> there is a like, lot of people die in this. A lot true. of people <laughs> die in this movie, and Pretty I and violently as well, very violently, and and and. <laughs> and you know the first the first one is kind of scary and you don't know where the movie's going to go so when they kill the professor the oh the, my god the black professor best, best scene um, in the movie yeah that scene is so great oh it's great it's a great scene but but still uh, holds up super effective yes absolutely and yeah. um the classroom scene that's something again yes. for for the 80s uh, for our younger listeners out there, uh, to, for those of us who were in school in the '80s, the projector, bringing out the projector oh, yeah. and watching a film like that—you um, remember that, right, Matt? I, I think. You oh yeah. Did. yeah, yeah. In middle yes, school, I'm, I remember. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was in the projector era. Okay, so um, wouldn't that be great? I've always wanted to get a projector. If I could find a projector, like and and like. I missed an opportunity when they were going to laser disc yeah. and DVD and all that shit. I should have gone. I should have gone to some school depot and bought like taken the just, projectors off their hands. You just throw throw out your freaking iPhones and all your technology and just go. I'm and you'd be like, tell Lexi, honey, we're going back to projectors, and you're just gonna you're gonna watch everything. You're gonna have to re, you know put it on. You have to buy it on reels and load it onto the thing. It's great. And, yeah. So one of the best yeah. things as a kid when you were in class, you'd some, the professor would get to choose somebody to go load the projector. It was great. Oh yeah. You get those metal yeah. tins. You had to get them from the library and bring them out. It was awesome. Oh, oh come I mean, on. We got to go back to that. That's what you need to do. Um, things sure have changed. Oh, have they all? Yes. But I don't think you can do it. I, I don't know. I'm curious to ask people who are who our nieces and nephews who are going through high school in about 15 years when they start doing movies about their experience in high school, if they feel nostalgic about it. But I feel like. I feel like our like the '80s experience of the classroom 
is not that far off from what our parents' experience in the classroom would have been to where it's right. a universal feel. But I feel like high school has changed yeah. so drastically that like Yeah. Well, I think I I mean I think when computers came came yeah. along that that's when everything kind of changed. But before that, yeah, I think it was pretty much the same for decades same. in school. It was, you know, same shit. Yep. But uh but yeah, once computers came in it's like, okay, 21st century here we here we come. Um yeah, uh no, I, I love topic, that scene. But and, scene's great. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Though that's that scene is amazing. I love that actor Glenn <laughs> Turman, the guy who plays the the teacher, he's so good. Um just, and, and also realized, the first what? I just realized I took that entire opportunity to talk about to talk about uh the projectors. I didn't even talk about I didn't even I didn't even talk about the Gremlins movie. I just was like, oh, well, let's talk about the projectors. I didn't even mention remember anything. Remember projectors? <laughs> yes. Anyway. This best part about this, on the road. It was down the road <laughs> and the projectors. <laughs> anyway, back to Gremlins. Um, uh. the, the first reveal of the first Gremlin is still... Uh, and even though it is, yes, clearly just a rubber puppet, it is so effective and still works in like... When when it's you know when he when he leans up against the cabinet and it pops open next to him yeah, yeah. like oh my god it still works and then and I also love the, the this uh, because obviously once again working within the limitations of technology to show like so they show the gremlin pop out he backs away the camera follows him and we hear the gremlin jump down and scamper across the floor and we hear a crash and then the camera turns to see the the event where he ran right. through like i love i don't know I, which is so it's so simple but like it's it's still like so effective it's like well it's crazy we've all experienced that not with gremlins but yeah. with some small varmin that's run off uh you know yeah. and you hear it scurrying but you can't see it and you're just trying to you know the camera is your yeah. eyes you're trying to where the fuck is this thing you know and it works wonderfully but i remember why i went into the classroom to begin with so it was that a lot of death in this movie and violent death but the first death that death is very violent and not funny in any way right right not funny in any way so you you and and how billy handles it and all of it is very suspenseful and very you know whatever and even the stuff in with his mother which is the next set oh, yeah. of things is That's, very oh, suspenseful, yeah. right? Very suspenseful, very scary, very, the whole thing, right? Yeah. But then it proceeds to become funny. It like it it <laughs> it like takes a turn. Like it's like it, it, it feels a little bit like the like the director said. It's like, okay, now we're just gonna keep going. And then it's going to become farce because it's like at one point Mrs. Yeah. Deagle gets shot out of the like up and out of the her house in in yes. and just flies out on the ground and is laying with her feet straight up in the air <laughs> you know and I'm just like as I, gremlins dressed as Carol yes Carolers yes saying. all of a sudden the gremlins <laughs> yeah. stop being yeah. scary and they're now wearing clothes. Yes, they all they suddenly become very uh human like right. and and yes, they start wearing clothes and taking on various different personalities. Yes. There's there's, you know, gangster gremlins, there's there's flasher gremlins, there's yes. one that's dressed as a woman, there's yes, there's there's like uh like uh Jennifer Beals like flash dance kind of gremlins at one point. Um yeah, it's they they run the gamut. Uh, it's I, I and I think what it is is like I mean, it's it is there it's upping they just keep ratcheting it up to 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 eat more and more ridiculous heights, 
And I think it's, I mean, because by the end of the movie, you know, there's like hundreds or maybe thousands of gremlins at that point. And I think, I mean, that's kind of the best way to do it because if you had that many and they were all just intent on killing people, it would just be a bloodbath. <laughs> so it, it, instead, they 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 just they want to have fun and, and then they, you know, they, they want to go to the movies and they want to watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, well, but- which is... What Amazing. do you think? What do you think the director's thought process is in that? I mean, because with the Snow White, thing? no, 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 no. I'm back to the the the, the transition because it ah, it yeah. it because it is so effective early. The yeah. the the fear, the the suspense behind it, and they are terrifying in that in that moment. The first time you see them, and the cocoons, yeah. which are 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 dis- very alien. Yes, alien, disgusting. Like yeah. so, it's like. It's it's they clearly made a decision to make it very suspenseful and scary in those moments, but then it like transitions yeah. directly into like full out comedy, which it wasn't yeah. doing before that. And so, like, what is your thought on why I don't see well, the natural progression? I don't see it going from like here to here. I almost feel like what you just said is more a more plausible explanation, which is like they they. They created so many of the goddamn things that they're like, yeah. well, fuck, there's no way they're going to win this, so we got to do something to make them be able to win, to, to get back the town, otherwise... <laughs> they they need, I think, well, and I, I mean, I think, uh, but I think that kind of is the, the, the point, is that because if you, if you watch in the beginning... Initially, there's only what there's like five gremlins, right? Because there's the, the yeah, there's like five of them, so it's more isolated. So you have the one in the classroom, and she kills. Which, she which, kills. There's six. Yeah, and she and there's the mom six. kills. Oh yeah. So there's six, right? There's five from right. Billy, and then the right, one that then, Billy makes in the classroom in front of the professor. Yes, yes, yeah. So there's six. Yeah, and and if you think about it, I mean, one gremlin or maybe even five. Would would be scary and would just and would right. probably you know so I think, but when Stripe, who is like the the leader gremlin, when he jumps in the pool and he that's when he becomes thousands or hundreds or whatever. Right. At that point, there's there's too many there's so many of them that they, <laughs> and they are they're creating so much mayhem. I think they and they enjoy it so much. They distract each other, and they and, and they get to the point where they, <laughs> yeah. I think I think honestly, I think they're just they're just distracted by being shitheads and like and just creating mayhem. That I think it's I do I think it is kind of it does kind of make sense. I think that they would kind <laughs> okay. of become more more comical. Um, but no, but no, but yeah. Those those initial scenes though in the classroom, and then the scene with the mom, which is fucking awesome. I mean, she she like she's like a mom becomes like a badass in that scene. I love that in the kitchen, and I love the fucking the gremlin in the microwave. Still, I just love, it's so gross, but I love it. Um, but actually, you know, it's funny because yes, the movie is kind of violent. In fact, I think this movie, along with uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, were the movies that you know, both Spielberg movies that kind of created the PG-13, because right. I think this came out the same summer, even though it's a Christmas movie, it came out in the summer of 84, same summer as Temple of Doom. So these were the two movies that were like, these these pictures are getting too scare- violent. So I think this is one of the ones that led to the PG-13. But um, initially, the, the original script, Chris Columbus's fir- original script was much darker and much more violent. Actually, in the original script, the mom I- is killed. And when Billy comes home... 
her head gets thrown down the stairs. <laughs> and oh, oh, uh, oh God. Yeah, and, yes. And actually, in the original script, too, there was no um, stripe. Uh, uh, Gizmo actually was stripe. So Gizmo actually became a gremlin in the original script. And he was like the lead gremlin. But then Spielberg was like, no, Gizmo's too cute. We can't do that. He's got to stay Gizmo. Right. So that was like Spielberg's call. But, um, but yeah, so. It was a good so, call. Yeah, it was it so from the get-go it was it was meant to be pretty like actually a lot darker and and more <laughs> kind of twisted. But um but I think they they still they managed to keep a good middle ground of you know of of humor but also again like subverting the you know subverting the small town American thing but also like the Christmas movie and like um and just uh, I mean the I mean, should we get? Can we talk about Phoebe Kate's monologue? Yeah, I was just about to bring in it up. Bank. We haven't brought it up in the bank. I mean, it's in the bank, the... right? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's a, no. Yeah, they're in the bank. Yes, it's the bank. Oh, they are in the bank. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, they're in the bank. I just sit. Th- I just sit here patiently, going, "It's the bank," and and you keep insisting it's not, but I know the truth. But that's okay. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that scene is amazing. Oh, you humor me. You humor me. I do. I do. I, let him. Yeah, let I him. Try. Let him talk. He's he's speaking from his face again. Um, it's true. I just let those words come out of that face, and yeah, the road. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it is, a, and it is a scene though that is. It's that's a good example of the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think, and it's actually why because um because the studio actually wanted to cut the scene, which is understandable why they would. Because it also has nothing to do with anything. It's just, you know, this really macabre, like, dis- very disturbing story yes. that she tells. Um, but but Joe Dante insisted because he felt, because of that, because, like, well, this is, he's like, this is literally, like, what the movie is. Like, this is the tone of the movie in one scene. Right. Because it's funny, but it's also, like, cause, and she's, because she's great, like, it's a brilliantly delivered monologue. She's wonderful in the scene. Yeah. Like, she sells it. It doesn't, but it's, but it's, but it's also absurd, but it's terrifying, and it's disturbing, and it's, it's everything all in one. And actually, it was Spielberg um, who he actually didn't like the scene either. But he he stuck by Joe Dante and was like, "No, this is your movie. We're, we're keeping it." So so he left it in there for him because he knew. Because but but yeah, but it's that's a good example of like the the kind of uh, really kind of twisted tone of this movie that I I just I really like. But I love it because it's it's um, I don't know. I feel like movies, especially movies like this, where you have gremlins that are going crazy all the time. I feel like you you could get lost in the action and not have slowdown periods. Like I, I we've talked about this. I love directors and movies that that aren't afraid to slow down stuff and and have scenes that are that are more character driven than just yeah. action. And and you, at this point in the movie, you've they've started to ramp up significantly and and they're running and they get into the bank and it could have been easy for them to just keep that pace going and instead they give this break in the the chaos and they allow some real character like shit to happen and yes it's dark and whatever but life is dark sometimes and so it's like i I, yes i thought it was crazy you know, and like yeah. really implausible that a, that your father 
went down a chimney at all. Like chimneys are not large yeah. unless you have a really large one, but they're not, they're difficult to get into. Um, not that yeah. I've tried, but I it just, they're, they would be difficult. And yeah. now but, see that scene, that, that, that is the scariest scene in the movie. I think that scene scared me when I was really, that's that, that, that yeah, because no, it's scary. fucking terrifying. It's very disturbing. It's scene, disturbing. You know, it didn't scare haunting. me. Haunting. Yeah. I would yeah. give you that. Yeah. It's a haunting. It's a haunting scene. It's, it's it, a, it was, it was scary because it was, it felt cause I think cause she sold it so well right. and it felt real. And, and I was imagining her dad in a oh, Santa suit in the chimney and just, Oh God, it's just like, yeah. Well that and, and, and the realization of it. And then the, the whole thing, yeah. The the it's just tragedy. It's not tragedy. It, is it tragedy? No. Yeah, the tragic the tragic irony of it. Yes, I guess. Yeah. that all he wanted to do was surprise and do this, and instead the surprise yeah. instead of surprising with this a wonderful like Christmas memory, it becomes the reason why she hates Christmas, and so it's like yeah. it's you know it's. I don't know. I love it. I think it's great. And she yeah. and she delivers the shit out of it. And that's the thing yeah. that I don't think she ever gets the credit for. This is probably yeah. I, I don't know of any other movies that she's been in other than this and Fast Times at Ridgemont High are the only two movies that I think of when I well, think of her. Drop Dead Fred. Oh right. I forgot about that. Yes. Um But of all the movies that I can think of, this scene is probably the scene of her acting career yeah. it's it's she's great and she's, yeah it's and a great she scene. sells the shit out of it it's great yeah um yeah i liked um the futterman's yeah the I, uh yeah dick dick miller the guy who plays mr futterman does I like he him. make he you think of, of papa yeah i was gonna say the same fucking yeah. thing yes okay. papa spencer all the way he very much just to, total papa spencer yeah. vibes little very much so although although i don't i mean I don't think Papa was as xenophobic no, as him. No. Well, well, but, hold on. I mean, I was gonna say, but maybe, but maybe, but but I will say somehow because because the, the character is like he's horrifically xenophobic. Yes. But even he somehow still manages to be lovable, even though like my well, favorite part is when yes, is when yes. he's watching the TV and he's he can't get a good channel. He's like goddamn yes, foreign yes. TV, and then he, the only thing that works is like a Mex a Spanish movie or something. He's like ah, foreign. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part. So so, I, I yeah I agree. Papo wasn't that xenophobic, but but he did the 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 car thing was a thing you remember. Lisa terrified when she bought her VW Bug. Mm. She was terrified to tell Papa her father um, <laughs> yes. that she bought a German made car. I mean this <laughs> right, is yeah. this is yeah. like Papo had this like now he took it fine. But like, yeah. but like, she was terrified of telling him about a German or Japanese based car. She was, he was, you know. I mean, come on, yeah. look, and and not my. <laughs> but these are the things yeah. that you had, like. I don't hold begrudge that generation oh, for yeah. for holding that grudge. I mean, like you, like you, I get it, but yeah. like you went to fucking war, and some people you probably had yeah. people that you knew die. Uh, at sure. the hands of you know Germany and and a whole bunch of and J- Japanese and Japan, and so I don't yep. I don't begrudge that. And, and no, what I will say is the Futterman's I, and and he's like a mechanic, which was very mm-hmm. you know, and the way he sat and everything, he just like yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yes. He yes. Papo was much more, uh, lovable, and at the yeah. same time more, like. Henri, he was yeah, Papa would have cursed a lot more than the, the Futterman, true. and and gotten yeah. a lot more 
angry about <laughs> stuff. But that's I interesting. Do, I, I didn't think that you would see that. I thought that was just oh, yeah, me. Totally. It's incredible that you. So obviously, it's something that we both picked up on. So. Oh um, yeah, big time. Yeah, I I do wonder though it, it, because the the fate of the Futtermans is left kind of a mystery. Just that because because well well, but here's the thing because. Yeah, it it, sh- it shouldn't be, but there's a sequel, and they're in both in the sequel. Oh, are they? <laughs> so, so they survive the ordeal, even though there's a gremlin on a freaking snowplow driving through their house, uh, uh, right straight at them. So I don't know how they escaped that, but um, but I guess I guess they were fine because hey, yes, they were both in the sequel. If you so. if you survive Nazi Germany, you can survive yeah. anything. Um, you can survive a gremlin attack. Um, it's nothing. Yeah, Futterman's they, that, that was uh, something. We didn't talk much about his dad. We just said he's an inventor. But oh, how yeah. about all the inventions that just are awful, like that just oh. don't work? I love. I, I do think. I didn't think Billy was that great of an actor. Okay, but his apprehension at using his father's stuff, like, yeah. I felt for him. Like I, I like you, <laughs> yeah. right? Like you can yeah. see in his face. He's like, I don't want to use this. But I also know that my like I've got I to use support this. my father. Yes, yes, he's just like like which I'm how I'm I'm very is Billy like supporting the family because he yes. can't he can't possibly be that that man is not look is at the size of their house the family with with those inventions. But yeah, they have a beautiful house. Um, yeah, I yeah Rand Peltzer, Mr. Peltzer is a. Uh, He's an interesting gentleman. I uh, love him. And those I, he's, he's great. He's, he's probably he's, my favorite character because I he's think he's great. He is he is like um he's like Forrest Gump in this like <laughs> way that he is just he is he is he is what? Yeah, sorry. He's I don't he, let me get to it. Just hold on. Okay. Hold on. He oh, is I love I love these obscure <laughs> okay. connections. Okay. Make. Yeah. So my favorite. He is I well I, I there's prob there is a better one. I just can't think of it, so I'm going with Forrest Gump. The, the, <laughs> okay. He he is he is optimistic in the face of like just just yeah. <laughs> utter failure on his part at yes. all turns. And yet eternally optimistic. Yes, yeah. And he he nothing he makes works. <laughs> None of it works. My favorite. Yet he sells favorite, the shit out of it. He just goes and tries I, to sell does, it to anybody. He does. It's, I mean, my, my favorite is, it's, we only see it briefly, but it's this fucking fly swatter, like helicopter <laughs> thing that I, he just, it's one of my favorite things. He just, he's just, fires it and it's like spins no, like a fucking helicopter best, blade with fire swires and i'm just like what is the practical application of this because a regular fly swatter would be so much more effective like so, unless you're going through unless you're going through like the amazon and there's like a horde of mosquitoes coming at you then maybe it'll come in handy suburban america i don't think it's gonna do much good the best part about that scene though is is like yeah. like think about this okay <laughs> billy is asleep He's asleep, yeah. right? He hears his dog whimpering, right? So the whole house is asleep. So they go downstairs. They go out the front door. He finds his dog, like, choking to death in, like, lights, yeah. right? By the way, I did not like that at all. Awful. That was not... That Awful. made me upset. I was very Awful. upset by that. So anyways, they get the dog, 
right? So he presumably now, because this horrific thing has happened outside the house, he wakes up his 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 mom and dad, right? So it's like two in the fucking morning. And like, <laughs> what is his father doing as they're discussing the almost death of their family beloved pet? His dad is just picking up random pl- inventions and he's just playing just, with his toys. Just, is just, what he's, he's playing yes, with his toys. Yes, and it's that particular one, the fly swatter one, you're absolutely right. It has no context. He just picks it up off the table and just goes, and then just puts it right back down. It's like I love it. Oh, I love it. What it's just are you like doing? I, they were like, man, the the the, pro- the prop department built so much cool stuff. We have to show it off, like yes. even if it's pointless. Or the or yeah. the orange oh. the, the orange one. The other one oh, God, that I love yeah. the best. It, I, I and this comes from 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 sales it, having to do so much you know cold calling and sales and watching him go in and the way he transitions into into trying to sell stuff is just he's like now imagine and he brings out the bathroom buddy you know bathroom and it's buddy. he's like yeah no he's like imagine you're going to the big meeting and he goes and you reach up and you forgot <gasps> to shave and you're like and <laughs> and and then he goes normally that'd be a big problem you know, I, you got you nothing. Are you are in trouble. <laughs> but he, <laughs> he but tells a story. Not if you have. Yeah. Not if you happen to have this brick, this large yes. fucking brick <laughs> of an object in your pocket. Like it's that won't even fit in your fucking glove compartment. It's, probably. It's, it's the size. <laughs> it's the size of a small football, and it's like he acts like it is the most convenient piece of equipment that you could have. And he's just—it's oh literally a Swiss Army bathroom. It's like it's like he just yeah. He just and the ridiculous <laughs> thing is, it's, it just it just all of the items, all of the items would be far more useful if they were not connected to this big hunk of plastic. <laughs> oh, no, it's like oh, can you it's like how can when, we take how can we take something that's actually convenient? And make it inconvenient. Like, it is like it is like this, Matt. It's like I'm I'm gonna give a visual for you, but like it please. is like it is like it's like I'm gonna shave my face, right? But I have to hold on to this thing and like like do this. It makes no sense. You're going to be cutting your face. You have cuts everywhere. It is the most ridiculous thing. Oh, Oh. but I love it because he sells the shit out of it, man. He He, does. Oh, he's like, he's just undeterred. (laughs) And he's he's amazing. Yeah. I, I've never, I've never seen him in anything else. (laughs) I only know him as this character. The, all the other, I was doing some research and the only other thing I know him from, and this is like, such an obscure reference I, I but it's 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 an obscure reference but i'm i actually already referenced it in a pre- previous episode but the movie mitchell with jodon baker which is a mystery science theater episode it's like one of my favorites it's a classic okay, episode yeah. there's a movie called mitchell he hoyt axton did, does the theme song for that movie oh, and it's it's so ridiculous. <laughs> okay. It's I, anyone, but people go listen to m- the theme song to Mitchell by Hoyt Axton okay. if you get a chance. Um, it's pretty great. He, uh, but the, but but back to the character. He he. What I love about it again, back to the Forrest Gump reference, is the positivity. Like his family <laughs> yeah. recognizes how much of a failure he is. Like <laughs> yeah. he is a burden to his family. 
<laughs> like he should go get a real fucking job and support his family as as opposed to as opposed to continuing down this ridiculous inventor fucking thing which doesn't make any sense let me just he goes he's he's not even selling this shit to to a to a manufacturer who can make it he is selling it to a store as if he's going to yeah. supply them with what I know thirty like, of these like, fuckers. He can't make what like how how no, is he you can't you can't it? even make yeah you can't make one. How are you going to make multiples? Yeah, no. How many would you like, sir? I can get you thirty in thirty fucking years. Like it's uh, not he he needs a new business model. Like he's yeah he's uh, anyways. I don't, I'm sorry, I can't get past that. Yeah. But the, I keep trying to get to my original point, but I get sidetracked <laughs> by how bad he is at, at what he's doing. <laughs> It's that he, that he knows how bad they know how bad he is, but they yeah. but he is so positive and he is so like he's such it's like he's so bad at his job, but he's so good at being a dad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like they accept yeah. his failures like they just they're like, <laughs> yeah. we know he's a failure. We're going to he is like the child with the bad piece of art. And his family <laughs> just has his bad art all over the fucking place. Yeah. And they're just like, well, we're just going to keep... Everyone's going to say Tim, we love Timmy's shit because it's, it's, it's here. And they just deal with it. And I just... Oh I, I don't know why I love that. I just think that's that you could yeah. be so good at being a good person that yeah. your loved ones would just accept you being shit at everything else. Yeah. Like, it's true. It's a very loving family, the Peltzers. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that was a yeah, rant yeah. on that, but I but I feel no. strongly about it. Yeah, well, he's a he's a a, a fascinating character. Um, there was a gag in this movie that uh, um, reminded me, funnily enough, of Home Alone, which Chris Columbus directed and he wrote this. But there, the 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 falling sword gag. How every time anyone yeah. closes the door, the sword falls down. It made me. It reminded me of in Home Alone, the statue out front that always gets hit by a car. Like, right. I don't know. It just. I don't know. That that's just something. That well, and also, it's a me. wonderful life. The the Newell Post, which is also a throwback into oh. Christmas Vacation, right. that, because they always have the Newell Post coming off and Christmas that's Vacation. Right. He famously saws it off yep. and just Fixes says, it. <laughs> "Fix yeah. the Newell Post." Um, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that that's a classic gag. I I wrote down um, Phoebe Cates in the bar, like everyone's mm. dying every which way, and then she's serving them drinks, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, I, why I are mean, you serve? Like, I don't really understand I mean, I guess, what's going on there. I mean, I guess she's trapped. Uh, you know, maybe uh, they just she can't. They won't. They 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 try to attack her if she tries to leave. Maybe so she's. I don't know. But no, that's a good point. She is. She's. She's really going above and beyond for those gremlins. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I I love this movie. I don't. It's, <laughs> I really. This is one of those things. I feel like I feel bad. I I don't. I. I don't really have any any real criticisms. I mean. Oh, we didn't even talk about I, the voice of Gizmo. Oh yeah, that's right. Howie um, Mandel. H- Howie Mandel. That's right. This is like one of his, one of his early credits. Uh, obviously, you know, pitched up slightly. I don't think his voice is quite that high, but um, but yes. Howie oh, Mandel. so you you loved the fact that they love Snow White. Why do you Why do you think they love Snow White? I, that's you know, and it is also. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that 
well, I guess Spielberg, so they were able to get that movie because that's like a. I feel like D- Disney, a Disney movie being in a non-Disney film is kind of nuts. But um, true. I think it's just. I mean, or is it public well, access? Th- is Snow White old enough that maybe they don't have oh, the copyright? I don't know. But that, that could be. Um, no, I think it's just. I mean, honestly, mostly, I think it's just fun to 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 watch them sing "Hi Ho." I think that's <laughs> mo- that's mostly what it is. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think it's just. It is. I think it's it's a good uh, counterpoint. I think I think it's meant to be sort of a counterpoint to the mayhem and like the you know how how evil they are and stuff that they watch this happy cartoon and and love it so much. Um, I do have one of my fa- my favorite gremlin in the movie, and this is this will be pointless because it's 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 really just. But my favorite gremlin is the one who is wearing like sunglasses in the movie theater and we watch his reaction when the movie comes on and he's, he's like doing something and then the movie comes on and he stops and he looks at the screen and then he, <laughs> then he laughs and it's like, it's the, it's the funniest scene in the movie. It's my favorite moment just to watch the gremlin kind of whatever, whatever his, how he's reacting to this movie. It just makes me laugh so much every time I see it. Um, uh. But no, I, yeah, I love, I love that scene. It's, it's, um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things. I think also it must have been fun to see in a movie theater because oh yeah, you know it's like the meta ness the meta ness of it, which is really kind of cool. And and also that makes that makes me think of the the sequel, which we will we'll get to eventually. But the sequel to this movie is amazing. Oh, I I, and I agree. Yes, yeah. It, and it, it's something that I feel like people don't really talk about that much. But Gremlins Two is like legitimately. It's one of the most bonkers movies ever made. But it's, I, but I feel like Gremlins Two leans into. Oh yeah. Well, they. I don't even remember the premise as to why they became more human like. But I love. Oh, God. I love the fact that in the second one, that they don't do any of the like scary like we're gonna try to make you think this is a straight movie like they just lean right straight into the fucking we're gonna we're gonna have these things do whatever the fuck we want that we think is gonna be funny and i yes kind of like that more than than this one yeah it's 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 yeah we'll get to that eventually but just to tease it but that but gremlins 2 is is very is one of the most interesting (laughs) crazy movies ever made it's very very cool yeah but um but yeah no i i love this movie i think it's it's you know uh i think it's one of like i said one of the quintessential 80s movies um great you know sort of glowing example of you know of what having what practical effects add to a movie that cgi just can't replicate i think this is like a perfect example of one of those kind of movies yeah um yeah, I got uh, nothing else. There's no uh, no nuns. I was expecting to maybe no, see a nun as a yeah. There is a priest. There is a priest. So honestly, at this point, I'm so I'm just I'm gonna count that because I'm I we haven't seen a nun in so long. Hey, like, you know what? I'll take a priest. Let's just there is a priest at the mailbox when the man puts his hand in and the gremlin grabs him. There's a priest. I so, need I need a I need an applause button to add some applause yes. into our into our nuns. Yeah. None sighting. No nuns, no nuns. But we do have a priest. Um. Okay. Well, should we get to Roger's thoughts? Ooh, Roger reviewed Gremlins too. Ro- Roger did, and uh, and uh, some 
some some interesting uh, uh, thoughts. Okay. Um, uh, he gave uh, Roger gave Gremlins three stars out of four, and the this same is as Jurassic say. Park. What? I'm sorry. The I'm not going to get really o- I'm not going to get over the Jurassic Park rating. I'm sorry. I just I, it's I know, really frustrating. But it's, okay, continue. It's it's hard it's hard to get over. But yes, 3 stars and this is what Roger said. Uh, Gremlins is a confrontation between Norman Rockwell's vision of Christmas and Hollywood's vision of the blood-sucking monkeys of Voodoo Island. <laughs> it's f- <laughs> it's fun. On the one hand, you have an idyllic American small town with Burger Kings and Sears stores clustered merrily around the village square, and on the other hand, you have a plague of reprehensible little beasties who behave like a rodent road company of Marlon Brando's motorcycle gang in The Wild One. The whole movie is a sly series of send-ups inspired by movie scenes so basic they reside permanently in our subconscious. The movie exploits every trick in the monster movie book. We have scenes where monsters pop up in the foreground and others where they stalk us in the background, and others when they drop into the frame and scare the Shinola out of everybody. And the movie itself turns nasty, especially in a scene involving a monster that gets slammed in a microwave oven, and another one where a wide-eyed teenage girl, Phoebe Cates, explains why she hates Christmas. Her story is in the great tradition of 1950s sick jokes, and as for the microwave scene, I had a queasy feeling that before long we'd be reading newspaper stories about kids who went home and tried the same thing with the family cat. Gremlins was hailed as another E.T. It's not. It's in a different tradition. At the level of serious film criticism, it's a meditation on the myths in our movies. Christmas, families, monsters, retail stores, movies, boogeymen. At the level of pop movie going, it's a sophisticated, witty B-movie in which the monsters are devouring not only the defenseless town, but decades of defenseless cliches. So those are Roger's thoughts. Um, I think, well put. Um, At what point, it brings up something in my head, at what point hmm. does a B-movie made to be a B movie become an A movie. Mm. That, well, that's that's interesting and that's kind of what if you think about like what Spielberg and Lucas and all those guys that's basically what they did. Right. Like Star Wars and with Indiana Jones and all that is they took the B movies of the past and they kind of they brought it into they know, leaned into it. Era. Right. Yeah, they they leaned into it but they also I think it's I think what it is is it's it's the self awareness. It's it's the it's the it's having a certain reverence for it, but also acknowledging that this is of another time and right. knowing how to kind of subvert it and kind of like um lean how to lean into it and how to also kind of subvert it, I guess, is really what it is. And, and I feel like and that's Indiana yeah. Jones is that to a T, yeah. obviously. It's a it's a oh, yeah. it's a serial from the forties. So it's like it's leaning the yeah. leaning into that kind of thing, but also he's a, you're aware of it. You know, you're there, just you're kind of yeah. Like, well, there's yeah. It has the it has the 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 framework and kind of the story beats of and the spirit of one of those old school things. But it's got a mod very modern. It's very s- smart yep. and intelligent and kind of sophisticated and uh, and and is yeah and it's kind of aware of itself. So I right. think that's what. That's what makes it. That kind of elevates it, I right. think. And that's what I think. That's what happens here. I think you know. And you know, and this movie was. It was a huge hit. It was like one of the biggest hits of that year. And uh, and I can understand why. I think it's. And I think it's. It's kind of. Yeah. It's like a. I think it's a classic of the '80s. And and uh, and just a fucking awesome movie. And if and and yeah, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. But but it, yes, no uh, small children. Um, this is a small uh, a small child advisory. Maybe yeah. There should be a, a maybe a, a age restriction. Like PG thirteen. Um, like maybe they should have come up with some sort of rating system like that some, would prevent yeah, yes. to prevent yes. younger children from going to see. 
Yeah. A, precisely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, so, maybe so, yeah. one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, okay. But, yeah, I'm giving Gremlins. it. I'm not giving it a full thumb. Uh, none up though. Whoa. I'm giving it three quarters. Why is why? What are you talking about? Well, I just I I just I don't. I feel like the movie beats all work. I just don't think the special effects mm-hmm. are there. Okay. I, I I just I think like it, yeah. I I really enjoyed it. Again, I really enjoyed it and I liked it a lot. It's just some of it like, like the the scene in the kitchen where he's throwing it's throwing plates at her. Yeah. Is yeah. like a it, it's 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 like on the great movie ride. It's like an animatronic and it just goes like it goes uh, 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 and it's like uh, 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 yeah. you know and it's once just, again uh, uh, once uh, again uh, these wonderful uh, visual jokes yeah it's, but uh <laughs> those of you at home can't see but jeff just did uh performed uh, a really wonderful uh it's like a it's a it's a mechanical play. back and forth yeah. where the yes. motion moves I look yeah, like the, the, a robot. I, I, you guys right. should have seen it. it, but it was, yeah, it was very robotic. Yes, yes. and and yes, yeah. That's so th- those those pieces were distracting enough that I just was kind of like, I'd love them to redo this movie with with because mm-hmm. and the claymation piece. Like there, there's a couple scenes where where they you start to right. see how many gremlins there are. Yeah. Yeah, the stop motion is a little, but but I I don't know though, because see for me, I was thinking about this too, and 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 thinking because they have been talking about doing a third one, right? Um, and and I'm 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 nervous about that because to be honest, when I think of like a CGI gremlin, just doesn't, no no, it just seems totally antithetical to the whole. At what gremlins are and what they're supposed to be. It would be so weird if they were like all CG. But the you know? second one, the, I feel like the second one doesn't right. have the same issues. I don't know what they no, did, but it, if no, you watch, it's, yeah, it's 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 slight. Some of the well, particularly like the stop motion stuff is a little better. Like some of the yeah, but yeah, they still mostly it's it's all still you know puppets. No, I wouldn't get rid of the puppets. I'm CG, still a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm a, I'm on board with the. We've had this discussion. The, the the sweet spot, yeah. Jurassic Park is the sweet spot of 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 yeah. what you do that's both CGI and not. But I'm always going to say it is always better to have something physically there just for the actors alone to react yeah. to and respond and not have to Im- like imagine what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that. Yeah. I just again, I like the movie. Um, I think it was really good. If the if Special effects were just a smidge better. I would give it a full none up. I'm giving it three quarters because okay. I think the movie's great. I think everyone should go see it, uh, or if you haven't watched it, watch it because I everyone think should go to, go to go to the theater and go to the theater before it leaves. Just came out before it gets out of the <laughs> hurry, theater. Um, hurry up, folks! <laughs> make sure that you do it because um, you know you should only see it in the theater. If you can't see it in the theater, just don't watch it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't bother. Which is not true because I we never watched it in the theater. Um, we weren't. We, I, well, I wasn't born yet. So. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to pick another one. We do. Okay. Christmas. Let's let me let's consult. So are list. all of the lists? Is the list all like abstractly? Are these all just in our childhood? 
Yes. So there's These no are... movies. There's there's no like It's a Wonderful Life. No Christmas Story. I guess no, there's Christmas well, Vacation. Yeah, well, Christmas Story is probably yeah, well, there. Yeah. No, I put yeah everything. Basically, every Christmas movie that we kind of grew up watching is gotcha. what I put. Okay. So, but nothing like you know, not, obviously nothing past ninety nine. Okay. And it's I do I don't have It's a Wonderful Life on here only because. You know, we don't, I don't have to watch *It's Wonderful really Life*. Grew yeah. up watching it, but um, but anyway, so yeah, I think I I'm I feel pretty pretty good, good about, about the list. There's all right. How there's, many? There's a uh, how many numbers? There's twelve. Twelve. Eleven. Mm, Eleven is Scrooged. Oh, Bill Murray. Oh, oh that's, that's a, a good, good one. one. That's a fun. That one. is a good one. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, this is yeah. This was a. Uh, Oh man, yeah. This right. is this is a favorite. This is a this is another classic. Oh. Bill Murray performance. Um, God, yeah, yeah. this will be a good one. Good, yeah. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait is in this. Oh, a ton of people. I think yeah. There there will be a lot to say about this one. I think. All right, all right. For Scrooged. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, yeah. Matt, I think uh, another yeah, one in I the think books, we did man. This is a longer one, but uh, it's yeah. uh, it's Gremlins. There's a lot to say about so, those gremlins. You're gonna have to I, do some yeah. editing. I yes, I will. I uh, I've got my work cut out for me. That's for sure. All right. But uh, well, yes. Uh, just uh, to take take care. Take out. Take them. Take out. Take care. Um, is this just this is the end? Of, this is how we end the episode by just babbling nonsense. You now you, is you like, saying take f- f- six times seems to be the the cue for us to end the. I, I guess I. It's so like I, I don't know how to begin or end a conversation. Like I'm okay <laughs> in the middle. Like if someone else starts the conversation and sparks it, I can get going. But then I don't know how to stop. But I uh, but I also can't start it. So I I just, just I just abruptly. forever. Yeah, I guess just I guess we'll just I'll, we'll just stop. <laughs>